Today, we're talking about some great habits to replace your bad habits from 2019. Welcome to the Issues of Life podcast. Today, we're going to continue our conversation about habits. Last week, we talked about bad habits, shared a few of our own. I can be incredibly lazy. <laughs> and I procrastinate. So, so, welcome to our support group. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Zach Whiting. <laughs> we're glad you're listening and supporting us in this way, but yeah. we want to move beyond the negative now <laughs> and talk about positive things and how we're trying to replace bad habits with good habits. And just like we were personal last week about our bad habits, we're going to take some time to share with you some of the good habits we're presently trying to develop. So not going through our lives and saying, these are all the good habits I have. What yeah, good yeah. habits do you have, Zach? <laughs> Just kind of boasting here. Yeah. yeah, that's why we have this podcast. That's weird. So <laughs> instead, we're going to talk about some that we're actively trying to develop because every year this happens to all of us. We got things we want to change, and so we're going to get very specific about some of the things we're trying to do, and maybe that'll spark some interest or give you some inspiration or encouragement as you form new habits for 2020. And last week, I revealed my procrastinating habit. So this week, I'm making Zach go first with his good habit. So it's not, a, it's not as bad a position to be yeah. in. Yeah. Well, I was thinking about a lot of things that I wanted to change, things that I want to improve on. And one thing that I've been working on for a while um, is using less social media, just mm. kind of getting off my phone in general. So that's kind of like the, the larger umbrella that it falls under. But that is really just getting rid of an old habit, <laughs> a bad habit. So <laughs> as we talked about last week, there is that last aspect um, when, when you are trying to develop a new habit or get rid of an old habit. Um, the last aspect after, after you resolve, you recognize, you want to replace a bad habit with something better. Yeah. So a couple of good things that I want to develop would be reading my Bible more. And you'd probably expect us to already do that. You know, we're adults, we're both in <laughs> ministry. But honestly, especially when you're in ministry, you are immersed in so much reading. You're immersed in so much teaching and, and listening. Uh, you're, you're just immersed in God's Word so much that you sometimes forget to have your own devotions. You, you kind of justify not sitting down and spending your own time in God's Word, because you're already in God's Word so much. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if you feel like that, but that's Absolutely. something that I've struggled with. Yeah, and we're, and we're going to talk about that today, because I think this is something we all fall into, so we definitely yeah. want to talk about that more, for sure. So that's one of the things I want to fill my time with. I also want to develop like an actual habit of writing on a regular basis. Now, now we write for the Daily Devotionals on our app pretty, pretty regularly, and yeah. as every week, we, we swap bi-weekly. So that's a lot of writing, but I kind of mean like my own personal writing. I, I enjoy writing fiction and poetry as well as writing the devotionals. So I really want to, to make myself write on a regular basis. So those are two things that I kind of want to develop yeah. this year, but, you know, actually make it a life change, you know, carry these things on for longer than just these next couple months. Yeah. Well, with my bad habit being specifically procrastination. Some of the things that I'm trying to do to curb that particular issue would be the habit of sticking to a specific routine every day 
and scheduling it out, everything that has to get done, scheduling it so that it might actually get done. I've heard it said before, what gets scheduled gets done. Because you can think in your mind, oh, here's all the things I want to do today. But there's no accountability for that. And so right. by the time you get busy or involved in whatever, because life will always bring random things into your day, um, then you'll just you know move on to bigger things or more you know urgent things and you won't get the important things done. And so I've decided that I'm going to establish a schedule for every day. And each day is going to be a little different, so there is some variety, but there are specific big block items that have to get accomplished. And hopefully that will, that will help me. And um, it'll give me more, more space, more time to accomplish um, things that matter. And also just to have more free time, you know, to spend with my family and just to relax because procrastinating pushes everything to the last minute. It makes you anxious, it makes you stressful. And you really find that you get stuck in this rut of never getting things done and never being able to get ahead. It makes so, everyone else around you anxious and stressful too. Yeah, especially if they're depending on you for something you're working right. on. Yeah. So 2020 is the year of following a schedule. And that might sound really boring, but it's actually exciting to me. And having I've gone through and mapped out what each weekday will look like. And it's amazing how much time you actually can find in your days if you take the time to figure out what to do and how long it takes to do it. I've got some other goals, like you mentioned, for reading and writing. This will allow me to fit those in. And then exercise goals, all that. Now I've found places where it can actually fit into my schedule. So I'm hoping that 2020 is the year to kick procrastination <laughs> and become highly efficient and productive. Yes. Well, I, I found that whenever you plan something, when you actually write it down and you think it through ahead of time, you get it done and you do like above and beyond at it versus like the other times where you even talked about like with school projects where I've seen you wait too late and then, yeah. it's, kind of, then it's kind of like rushed. I mean like <laughs> you, you have the capacity and the ability to make something really good no matter what. I think it's <laughs> just, you know, throwing that out to my yeah. best friend, but it's true. And so like there are many things where you've waited till the last minute to do, but it still turns out really good. But I really think that you could just step the bar up. So I'm really glad that you're yeah. doing that. I, I think it's going to be really helpful. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. What, what happens is things that could be great are subpar and they don't have to be. So let's see what we're capable of yes. when we really put our mind to it Yes. and see what, what comes <clears throat> in the year ahead. So we're talking about replacing some of our own personal bad habits with good habits. And maybe some of the things we've mentioned are things that you can relate to. As I'm sure we're not the only people in the world who are lazy procrastinators. <laughs> <laughs> There's someone out there watching this who, who's in the same boat. But we want to get a little broader, a little more generic, and talk about for 2020, what are some habits that every Christian should have? And I think you can probably already tell these are going to be things that you expect us to say. And you might think, oh, everyone's going to tell me to read my Bible more and to pray more. But I think we should still take the time to, to analyze why this is so important. And, and we should really ask ourselves the question, why is it that we, that we have to be reminded so much? Why isn't it as important to us as it should be? So good habits every Christian should develop. And hopefully these will be replacing maybe some, some of the things that you shouldn't be doing or do too much of, like mm -hmm. social media or any other number of things that, that take up your time. And really, that should be a disclaimer to you right now. When, when you want to introduce a new habit into your life, 
one of the first things you have to do is get rid of something else. So you've got to make a plan or go through like your schedule, find out, okay, I have empty time here that I could fill with something. Or maybe you find out I'm spending way too much time watching Netflix. <laughs> or I'm spending way too much time on Instagram or Facebook or whatever it may be for you. And you have to say, all right, I've got to cut this out and I've got to replace it with one of these. So though maybe you've heard these, these um, habits a lot and you've heard people tell you, hey, you, you need to do this. And sometimes I think, especially when it comes to reading, um, it's, it's like, where, where, where do I fit that into my schedule? Do I have time for that? And the reality is you probably do, or you could, but the first step is you got to take something out. Yeah, and that is the truth. You absolutely do have time, but it's just like when I was talking about my schedule just for basic tasks and productivity, I discovered here's all these areas of time that are being wasted or not even being utilized at all. So yeah. odds are in your life, um, getting rid of something will open up the, the, the place for these important things. Maybe it's sleep, maybe it's Netflix, maybe it's uh, video games. You know, it could be any number of things. But when we get real about our time and we find ourselves saying things like, oh, I don't have 30 minutes a day to read the Bible. Well, we, if we were to stop and think about the 30 minutes we spend doing this, that, or the other, uh, we have the time. We just don't prioritize it correctly. Yeah. So here are those three basic things, and um, hopefully uh, you'll, you'll gain something, some inspiration from, from this list, even though it's a familiar one. The first one is, we've already said it, reading your Bible. Every single day, uh, you, should, you should find time when it's just you and the Word of God, and you read it. And you're not doing it because you're, you know, prepping for, I mean, if you're in high school or college and you have Bible-related assignments, it shouldn't be that that counts as your devotional time. It needs to be a specific time that's meant for your own spiritual refreshment and nourishment and deepening that relationship that you have with Christ. And this should just be that I literally can't start my day, I can't go forward uh, without accomplishing this. Um, and we've talked about this before, you know, for some people it works better right at the beginning of the day. For some people, you know, their schedule doesn't, doesn't work that way. What's most important is that you're doing it. Ideally, it's the first thing, if not one of the first things that you are, that you're doing because it, it prepares you to have, to have a good day. Yeah. Honestly, every time that I've read my Bible early in the day, or just, you know, read it on a daily basis, there hasn't gone a time when I haven't used what I read in my life. Um, for a while there, when I was trying to build this earlier, probably about six months ago or so, um, I, I was just kind of starting this trend, trying to push myself to read my Bible more. And every time that I read it, I was reading it on, on my break at work, which is about half an hour. And with my schedule, it ends up being seven or eight o'clock in the morning. Every time, Either I had a coworker who I could share one of my verses with, or I had someone on break with me, or someone like one of the customers that I, I knew from a church I went to when I was younger, and I happened upon them. We we had we, we had a conversation, and I was able to share what I was reading with her in that moment, mm -hmm. and uh, and and so there there never was a time that I've read the Bible or I've made time for it. I've taken the 30 minutes on my break that I get out of a 10 hour shift to do this and I've regretted it. Never happened. 
Yeah, that's what I always tell people. It'll always you'll always find that God has given you exactly what you need mm-hmm. for the day that you're going to face because you never know what you're, what a day is going to bring. That's what the Bible even tells us. And so this will prepare you. Now, there's lots of different ways you can do this, and you know some people insist on a Bible reading plan, and those can be helpful for some people. Those work great. I'm going to read this passage, and I'm going to read the Bible in a year, or maybe the course of a couple of years. Whatever, that's not our point. We're not suggesting a specific plan or saying this is how you have to do it. What's more important is that it becomes a priority to you personally to read some portion of the Word of God. And not reading for a goal, but reading for yourself. Reading for the relationship's sake. Reading until you get something. And normally, it doesn't take very long. Once you just start and really allow the Lord to speak to you through His Word, you'll find it. Here's what came to my mind as soon as I started thinking about this. This one phrase from the Bible stuck out to me from Job. I think it's in chapter 23, if I remember correctly. Uh, And he's, of course, defending himself one of the many times he's having to answer his friend's accusations. And he talks about his own personal relationship with the Lord because he, rightly so, doesn't feel like he's done anything wrong. Mm -hmm. And so in that explanation, he says something very interesting. He says, I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. So I've considered the words of God to be more important to me than than the food that actually sustains my physical life. That, to me, summarizes what we're trying to say about making it a priority. It's not just something that if I can fit it in, good, I've checked off something on my list of Christian duties. It should be that as believers, it is absolutely vital to us. It's essential to us. And we will not start our day without hearing from the Word of God for ourselves and preparing ourselves for whatever we're going to face when we get out there. Most of us won't allow ourselves to go very long without eating. When we're hungry, we eat. But we do not consider spiritual nourishment as important. And it shows in our lives. And I'm speaking from personal experience. We have not considered the Word of God to be essential. And that is reflected in our lives, in our homes and our communities and our churches. And so this needs to become, I even hesitate to use the word habit, but that's what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it needs to become such an important part of your life that you will not neglect it. And you'll be so much better off for it. Believe me. And we don't want to just give you these habits and say, all right, now go establish them. Now go have them. Like we want to actually help you find ways to implement them and, 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 in a way that you can find success. And in the best way, like we've already mentioned, is you've got to sit down and just evaluate your own life. And I think this will work for all three of the ones that we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Just sit down and, and look at a day and say, all right, I've got time here where I'm at school or I've got a job after school or whatever it may be. You find out, you know, I'm going to be at practice here. I'm going to be doing homework here. And then is there really any time somewhere where you can take 15, 30 minutes and read God's Word? Um, that's about as simple as it, as it is. Yeah. I mean, all you got to do is find the time and then... I think one, I mean, the easiest way to, to do exactly what, what you've described is to take a day and chart what you do. Because that's really revealing. In fact, yeah. it's something that, that I've had people do before when, you know, when I'm trying to counsel them to help them with some specific issue. It's always good to get a full picture of what you do in the course of a day. And it's really surprising often. Like, this is what I did for this long? I mean, that was a waste of time. Yeah. So to evaluate your day, first track, track a day. 
yeah. a typical day and then find those slots that work. But we can, we can actually offer even something further. Um, and we've mentioned it, the daily devotionals that we write every weekday at 7 a.m., it comes to the app, um, if you have the app. And that is, that's a simple way to get into the Word of God. And we're not providing everything you need, obviously. There's a verse or a passage that you can read and then some explanation and some encouragement there that what we want it to be is just a kickstart for your own study and something to encourage you. And that's a, that's a good way to start. And it's it's doing half of the work for you. It's yeah. delivering the passage to you, and then you can go from there. We're finding something helpful and trying to send it your way, and all you got to do is read it at that point. Yeah. All right, the second one is prayer. So we understand that God speaks to us through His Word. Prayer is our speaking to Him. This is part of our communication, and no relationship is complete or healthy without communication on both sides. God is has given us everything we need to know. Um, but we often don't spend any time hearing from him. And we all also don't speak time, spend any time speaking to him in return. And prayer is another one of those things that should be as natural as breathing for us as believers. And we could go to specific passages, but I think you're familiar with how the Bible describes it in the new Testament, especially pray without ceasing. Mm-hmm. And Paul writes in Romans 13, all, there, it always comes in the middle of a list of a bunch of things we should be doing as Christians, as if it's just, this is natural, this is normal. But in one of those cases, like Romans 12, sorry, he says, um, basically, when it comes to your prayer, continue praying, continuing instant in prayer. So we talked about establishing a specific time when you read your Bible and pray, that's good. But prayer doesn't have to be contained to that time of personal devotion. Yeah. Prayer is a privilege of communication we have anytime, anywhere. And another one of those is that we do not exercise nearly enough. Yeah. And, and it doesn't have to be, you know, I'm going to sit down and fold my hands, close my eyes, and, and pray for this amount of time. That's not really what we're getting at yeah. w- with this specific habit. Uh, praying without ceasing is really just being like open being yeah. um it's a constant spirit yeah, of prayer yeah. an attitude of prayer exactly and we don't we don't even i mean i don't recommend that you always you know pray with your <laughs> eyes closed because sometimes you're going to be driving or walking yep, right and, but it's, it's about always being ready in the moment to bring it to god and imagine how that will replace so much of your anxiety because instead of worrying about something or gossiping about something we take it to the lord immediately then so much of what we put on our plates that we don't need on our plates goes away. We put it on God and he can handle it much better than us. Yeah, for sure. And honestly, I'm a forgetful person. So I got in the habit of basically if someone asked me to pray for something or if I just had a prayer request come to my mind that maybe I'd written down or I'd been thinking about just in that moment, I immediately pray to God. Yeah. I mean, uh, again, it doesn't have to be allowed. You can just pray to him in your heart and, and just it's, it's really just you talking with God, communicating with God. And, and at any point in your life, any point in your day, you can say, God, thank you for that. Or God, I really need your strength in this. So it's, it's very flexible. And I think it's definitely a habit that each one of us can involve more, including me, myself. Yeah. I, I should pray more often. Um, it's so easily accessible. God has given us this as a gift yeah. to be able to communicate with him so easily. Yeah, the truth is none of us pray enough. And it's a privilege, just like we would talk to a, a best friend if he were always 
next to us or she was always next to us. You know, when something good happens, we, we talk about it. When we're thankful for something, we express it. When we're sorry about something, we express it. He's always with us. Uh, he is that friend. He is that dear one. Um, and we have the opportunity to talk to him all the time. And like you mentioned, you know, praying in the moment, a lot of times we we have these good intentions, but we lie to people, you know, yeah, I'll pray about that. And then we never do oh, yeah. <laughs> because we forget. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you pray right then and there, it would be just, you know, we can do that. Sometimes I think we, we forget that we can do that, <laughs> but it should just be natural to us. I'll never forget. I'll, I'll share this about prayer and then we'll move on to the third one. I got to travel for, for several years with, with an evangelist as an intern. And, uh, it was an incredible experience. I learned a lot from him, but one of the things I learned from him was not something he sat me down and taught me, something I observed. And that was he exemplified prayer without ceasing, unlike anyone I've ever known. We could be in the middle of anything. And if something came up, good, bad, or otherwise, he would start speaking to the Lord immediately. There were times we were driving across the country. He's talking to me one minute, but the next minute he's talking to the Lord, just like it's, it's no big deal. I literally heard him wake up in the morning speaking to the Lord, and I would hear him even say, you know, good night, Lord, when he went to bed. He lived it out, and it was such an example to me, and all of us can do better. But we definitely need to start establishing this as a priority in our lives. Read your Bible, hear from God, pray, be in constant communication with Him. And then the last one, a great habit for 2020, is faithfully attending a local church. And maybe you already do this. Maybe you don't, maybe you haven't found a church. This is so important to our growth as believers. And I think it's another thing that we just kind of push aside and think, you know, I know, I already know so much about the Bible. You know, I have good Christian friends or whatever. There's many reasons we come up with, you know, I'm too busy. But the Bible encourages us not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but to exhort one another. And so much the more as the day of his return draws closer. So I always say we need, we need to be gathering together as believers more, not less. Uh, we need each other. We need the, the teaching of the Word of God, the sharing of the fellowship, the worship. Uh, we need all that. It's, it's a personal encouragement to us. And we, you know, we start each day with prayer and Bible reading. We should start every week with that gathering of like-minded believers just for that shot in the arm, you know, to get us ready for the week. Yeah. And if nothing else, I mean, you, you are encouraged you get to fellowship with people that, that do have the same values, especially when you don't live in a culture that does. So gathering together is beneficial for fellowship, for growth, and, and just for general edifying, being able to, to lift you up and encourage you. And maybe in those meetings, you also can be an encouragement to somebody else. So yeah. gathering together is very important. Yeah, it gives you the opportunity to use the gifts that God has given you. And that's, that's the outlet that he's intended for us to use them. The gifts we've been given are for the edification of the body. And so if you're never there participating, then you're, you're missing out. And, and so is the local body for that matter. So I know we went really fast to that last one, but, and probably too fast through all of them, but <laughs> hopefully it's been a good reminder for you. Yeah. It's been a good reminder for me just to remember what great privileges we have to read the complete word of God you know, and there's so many people around the world who would give their lives for the chance to hold one. And I have a shelf full of them. And we have the privilege to read it, but we don't. We have the privilege to communicate with God, but we don't. And the privilege to assemble with other believers, but we don't. So these are simple things we can do to make 2020 a much better year. I encourage you, evaluate your own life. See which of these areas 
or all of these areas perhaps, need to be improved. And let's make some commitments, not to us. Yeah. Um, we can encourage each other and be accountable to each other. That's, that's positive. But let's make some commitments to the Lord about what we'll do in the year he's given us ahead. So take a minute, find a spot in your life, and see if you can start working on these habits. Thank you for watching our video. Thank you for coming along with us on this really short series about habits. Um, if you haven't already, then please subscribe, like, or comment on our video, on our channel, and uh, we'll hope to see you in the next video.